I'm Sunshine. I'm looking for a man. I'm Arkansas, and I'm looking for a tall man. I'm Bambi, and men look for me. I'm Anthony. I'm just looking. Rocking all week with you, a Happy Days Podcast, Season 4, Episode 8. I'm Dan, I'm your host. Hello, everyone. This is the first episode recorded in 2021. What will it bring? Well, the rest of Season 4, and Season 5, and Season 6, I would imagine. I have honestly no idea, but uh, right now at the beginning of 2021, I'm here with you to discuss three episodes. I know what you're saying, Dan. What? I'm going to discuss Shot in the Dark. January 25th, 77, Marion Rebels, or Marion Rebels, uh, from February, Marion Rebels, from February 1st, now, she was a new character, she was, that's uh, Spike's mom's uh, maiden name, uh, February 1st, 1977, and the February 4th, 1977, third anniversary show, uh, and I'm, um, I decided to do that to even everything out, and the um, the next episode will be a, about a really important two-parter that I decided to keep in one show, as these are, um, well, Shot in the Dark is, is nothing really to sing home about, and um, uh, third anniversary show is the second clip show in a year, uh, a little over a year, year-ish, so, so you know, this, this episode I'm going to try to keep the same length as regular episodes um but we'll be discussing three so um to get it underway i'm going to start right off with shot in the dark uh directed by jerry paris story by steve zacharias teleplay by fred fox jr there we go fred fox is that this is fred fox jr's first script for the show it could be yeah he, he's he'll be a important name as we go along but in this one um we are at a basketball game it's it's sort of the semi the semi-finals and uh, Richie and Ralph are on the sidelines. It's implied that they don't play a lot. It's implied that Ralph never plays, actually. But Richie doesn't seem to play a lot. And as we're drawing close to the end of the fourth quarter, uh, and if they win the semifinals, they go on to the, the championships. Um, I think playing Fillmore is the team they're going to be playing. Someone is injured, and Richie goes in and um, uh, takes a shot with like two seconds left, and wins the game. They they win. And he becomes a big hero. And then we see him at Arnold's later on and all the ladies are around him. There's a young lady, uh, cheerleader named Colette who is um, with him, kissing on him and wanting to go to Inspiration Point with him. Um, uh, Richie, in fact, is so popular that he's got a date for the Fonz. And the Fonz and, and Richie talk about, you know, the um, uh, how excited Richie is that all the gals are going crazy for him and everyone seems to love him and he's a hero. He's also told that he will be playing in the next game, um, too. Um, or is it, did someone get injured? I forget. I know someone, someone gets injured um, for the second game. The first game, I actually forgot how, how Richie ends up in it. Probably because everyone else stinks. I'm kidding, of course. But anyways, uh, so so Richie's going to be in the finals. But then what happens is a woman named uh, Sheena Dubois calls him up right before the finals, asks to meet him at Arnold's. He meets her at Arnold's, and she's there with a bunch of guys from Fillmore, and they try to kidnap Richie. So will Richie make it to the game on time? Will the Fonz be able to save him? Will Richie win the game like he did the last one? Will he continue to be a hero? Will Joni continue to be a cheerleader? Yes, please. Um, but we, these are questions that I'm 
probably can't answer. Um, although I think uh, Jonah does continue as a cheerleader. Um, uh, but uh, we can talk more about it on the other side of this. I'm Sunshine. I'm looking for a man. I'm Arkansas, and I'm looking for a tall man. I'm Bambi, and men look for me. I'm Anthony. I'm just looking. In my heart, the story by Steve Zacharias, who had written episodes previously, and the teleplay by Fred Fox Jr., who's joining the show, um, has something to do with why the structure of this episode kind of stinks. I'm not going to go as crazy on this one because I'm trying to get three episodes into this this um, uh, episode of the, the podcast here. Um, but I will say that um, I don't particularly like this episode. I wasn't looking forward to um, watching it again. And then I watched it twice for this. And halfway through the second time, I was kind of shaking my head. The Fonz is fun in it. Arnold has some fun moments. Potsy's kind of droning on at the microphone is fun. Joni as a cheerleader is cute as all get out, although I have a question about that. But Richie himself, um, Richie, Richie isn't like a jerk or anything in this. I mean, yes, his, his thing where he like, you know, with the, uh, with the, the big finals uh, uh, approach, you, I guess you can see how invested he is in the basketball that, you know, a half an hour before he has to be there for the big finals game or an hour before or whatever, someone calls him up and says, don't go meet me in Arnold's. And he says, okay, because she says some naughty things to him over the phone. Um, and the problem with that, of course, is that that kind of ruins the ending for me, because if I didn't, I didn't particularly care about Richie and, and, and Ralph playing basketball. I don't think I've seen them do that before, um, and uh, and suddenly to have them doing it now, like I mean, literally, like they are going to be graduating from Jefferson shortly. So, you know, in a few episodes, they will be graduating. So they'll be done with Jefferson soon. So the, the implication here being that they never play is is a really weird one to me. Um, it, it doesn't make sense. It feels like it should have been written like... Uh, maybe, it, maybe maybe this had been sitting in a drawer for like a year, a year and a half or something. And Steve Zacharias wasn't available to do a rewrite. And so they gave it to Fred Fox Jr. And he did whatever it was he did to it. But... Um, yeah, Richie isn't a, a jerk per se in this because when you see him in the post semifinals game, he seems a little more stunned than anything by the fact that he's suddenly become this hero. Um, although, again, I, I guess I'll question. I'm going to try to keep this short, but the, this episode, as it, I've, I've said a couple episodes ago, it's much easier for I think it's much easier for everyone to say what you like than it is to say exactly why you don't like it. And I would say I don't like this one because I think the structure stinks, and I think the 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 way uh, the setup stinks. Uh, the Fonz has the best lines, but he's not in it nearly enough. Um, there's something about the um, there's something about sort of the whole. Um, the whole the, the 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 timeline too because it starts off at the game and they have the game and they win the game and then it immediately cuts to arnold's and it's implied that this is right after the game although the way he although the way richie kind of says you know everyone's treating me like i'm a hero and everyone wants to talk to me and and, and all the girls they want to touch me and da, 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 it almost 
there's a bit of that speech that sounds like this has been going on for some time, not just from the high school to Arnold's, but I believe this is meant to go from the high school to Arnold's because the it's not meant to be several days later because the Fonz is congratulating him. The Fonz lives in the same house area with him. He wouldn't he'd be congratulating him as the moment he knew he was there. So so that scene immediately following the game I must be immediately following the game time wise. But they they do something weird in it where Arnold says or Al says um uh why do I keep calling him Arnold? Uh Al says um uh, you know, oh, the coach called. You know, he said someone or other's broken his ankle, and you got to get to bed and get some sleep because you're playing in the finals. And what that means, as far as I can tell, what that, what that's what the, on initial viewing, what that mean to meant to me was, go home, go to sleep. Tomorrow you're playing in the finals, and I thought, well, that's pretty soon. I th- I thought like games were more like like a week apart, that kind of thing. But then at the very end, after he misses, spoiler, the, the final free throw, he says to Mr. C, for a week I was a hero. So when the coach calls and says, go to... I don't, I don't understand why the coach would call and say, go to bed tonight and get a lot of sleep if the game wasn't for a week. Because presumably he'd have an entire week of practice and school to go through that that doesn't that doesn't make that doesn't make um sense to me it seems like we we see him briefly with the gals and he mentions that they're treating him like a hero and it ends up it ends up really ends up feeling weird because the first time i rewatched it i thought the finals were being played the day after the semifinals but then he says, I was a hero for a week. And I was like, wait a minute. So when is the break of a week? So that scene ends at Arnold's where the guys from Fillmore kind of try to threaten him and he leaves with Colette. And then it cuts to him having dinner and Joni's in her cheerleading outfit. And that's one week later. There's no mention of a week has passed or, you know, this has been a long time. It seems like it's the next day. It It actually seems like it's a few hours later. There is no... It's it's a weird episode because, yeah, in between, the the first scene and the second scene occur one right after the other. Then in between the second scene and the third scene, there's a week, and then the third, fourth, and fifth scene are you know one right after the other. But it doesn't feel like that. And in fact, like I said, the fact that the coach says go to sleep, go home, go to sleep, get your rest because you're playing in the finals, to me says tomorrow you're playing in the finals. <coughs> but he's actually saying something like. You know, this is Saturday evening, get in bed, go to sleep, because next Saturday evening, you're playing in the font. It, does, it doesn't make any sense to me, and it's, it's kind of annoying because part of the big two-thirds of the episode is about playing the basketball and Richie becoming the hero and him might not, not, possibly not being a hero again. Um, we see the games, but most, like I said, most of the hero stuff were, were told, not shown. And then the other third is this kidnapping plot, which is frankly... Which stinks. Let's be honest, it stinks. It's half-hearted. Not only is the plot itself half-hearted, but the plot itself is half-hearted, if you know what I mean. The actual the actual writing for it is half-hearted, and the actual what they're doing is half-hearted. Because it's just one of those things where they... It, it feels like filler, is what it feels like. You know, they bring in um, Sheena, and she's gorgeous, you know, in her see-through top, and, and, you know, and then the guys show up when Richie's going to leave, and then just when it looks like Richie might get beat up, the Fon shows up, and it's all over. And Richie goes to the game, 
and it's sort of like almost kind of a whatever forgotten sort of thing. I don't even know why it's in there. I mean, for, for an episode that, that has two main plot lines, Richie becoming a hero for a week, and then Richie possibly getting kidnapped by the, the, the other team, both of the plot lines are half-assed. Either, either uh, I think I think the kidnapping plot needed to be jettisoned, because the point they're trying to make at the end is that you know you were like a, you were a hero for a week, and and now you're not. But you you were a hero for longer than most people get to be in their lives and everything. But it all comes off feeling like, I mean, a lot of sitcom lessons from the '70s and '80s end up feeling like half-hearted and like garbage this this ends up feeling sort of less than that because that is a good point they did make a good point unfortunately the episode didn't sell that point the episode was almost as interested in this half-assed kidnapping which doesn't make sense because you kidnap a star player you don't kidnap some if you're in the semifinals and you've had a player who's been sitting on the bench almost the entire time and he's put out with 30 seconds left in the game and accidentally gets the basket that wins the game he's not i mean he's a hero for that moment but he's not your star player he didn't get you there he didn't get i mean that's 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 ridiculous to, that's ridiculous to, I, I guess that's what it is 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 maybe like in some maybe we lost some scenes from Steve's original script maybe Mr. Fox was asked to add the kidnapping or something so the Fonz could do something um maybe there was more dwelling on like the way they're treating him a hero and they're like you know um uh um you know like one of those sitcoms episodes where like someone does something and then like everyone in town brings them like here's this hey thanks you're a hero enjoy this the free meats you know enjoy i bought you a hat i did it and then at the end you know when they lose it's like i want my meats back i want my hat back you know that kind of thing maybe maybe there could have been more of that but it's just when it starts and you see he becomes the hero you're like okay this is where it's going to go but then when the kidnapping thing comes in you think really this is this is where you want to go this doesn't make any sense kidnap i mean it's it's almost funny because i almost wonder if like the athlete who hurt themselves like broke their ankle whoever did the Fillmore guys do that too is that like, all right, we sabotage the star player. Wait a minute, who's this new guy? You would think someone, even Richie says it. It was a lucky shot. They're treating me heroes as great, but it was a lucky shot. He's, he, you know, he's, he's not a star player. It's underwritten and it's overwritten. And in the end, you're like, well, I guess we're all a little tired two-thirds of the way in the season. I know I'm a little tired doing this, and I know I guess I'm tired watching this episode. So, shot in the dark watch it watch it because it's part of the series uh like the last episode book of records was not a favorite of mine either that that annoying character whatever the heck his name was uh, but but there were some funny attempts at, at, at records two episodes before the time capsule co-written by dave ketchum who plays the coach and I'm, I'm going to stop. To, I mean, they mention a few. You hear Bye Bye Love again. They mention a few um, basketball players of the time. I'm not a big basketball guy. This, this, every once in a while, I get one of the episodes of this, this show that kind of bugs me sort of all the way around. Now, I will say this. If you want to keep yourself sane and rooted somewhere, watch Henry Winkler whenever he's on. The Fonz is having a great time. You know, when when um, Richie says, what, sick transit gloria mundi? Well, as they, you know, like people say, sick transit gloria mundi. People say that? You know, these these, these lovely little moments. Um, uh, and again, you know, he he's able to sort of defeat these four big thugs without 
having to punch or lay a hand on, on any of them. Although he may grab a jacket, I forget. But I'm going to stop here because I'm going to over-talk everything. Let me just, just say the thing that, that confuses me. I didn't play a lot of sports when I was in high school, but we had JV and varsity. I don't know if they had JV and varsity in this high school. I imagine they did. And JV was obviously like freshmen, sophomores. You know, varsity was generally junior, seniors. Now, you could be um, on the JV team uh, or the, uh, the, 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 um, the varsity team as a senior and, you know, not play and just kind of sit there. I had a friend who was on the varsity, played basketball for the four years through high school. I saw a few games he was in, and occasionally he played, but most of the time he just kind of sat there. But he was still part of the team, and he enjoyed it. And that seems to be what Richie is doing. The tricky thing with it is that, first off, as I mentioned, they're graduating very soon. They, the graduation episode is one, two, three episodes away. And I'm not 100% sure why they're spending their time, especially Ralph, on this team where they never play. But the thing that really confuses me is a few episodes ago during the dance contest, Joni became a cheerleader uh, with Char- Charlene Tilton and her gang. That seemed more like football cheerleading to me. And look more like, yeah, that looked more like football cheerleading. Um, but this cheerle- the cheerleading team for, I'm going to call it the varsity team because those two guys are seniors, and I know they're seniors. The, the three cheerleaders we see are two gals, one of whom is, I think her, her name's Colette, the one who goes with Richie. And then another of, another of the gals is the same age as Colette. So they're both, say, 17, 18. Um, so they're both, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. They're both about 17, 18. Um, but, but then Joni is the other one Joni who who said not too long ago was 14 I mean maybe she's 15 now I don't know but she's I mean 14 I was figuring you know Richie's a senior she's a she's a freshman probably so she's 14 maybe she's turned 15 I mean she looks great and I'm saying this not as a perv but I'm saying this as a as a guy who grew up watching Joni grow up as I grew up so 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 yeah I remember like being like hey Joni as a cheerleader that works you know even Mr. C is like pull your skirt down and he doesn't mean pull your skirt down like down around your your ankles he means it's a little high up when she's leaping around and it's going up and boop boopy doop you know and um but it's weird to me that the three cheerleaders for the basketball team are two gals who I would guess since one of them is going out with with Richie briefly and the other one looks the same age two gals who are seniors and one is a freshman that 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 just seems weird to me it just it seems like they're trying to get Joni in there um I mean, I don't dislike it. I actually like it very much. In fact, Joni looks kind of like she's the head cheerleader. I mean, maybe she took over the football cheerleaders. And maybe maybe they, they just can't get basketball cheerleaders. You know, and they, she was drafted in from, the, from the, the JV team. I don't know. Or... I don't... I don't know. I mean... It's it's a small sort of smallish sort of gym set they're on. You only see half the court, and so the gals are sitting down. Apart from when they get up and suddenly break into a chair and then sit back down again, and watch Joni when Richie misses his free throw at the end. You see Mr. And Mrs. C kind of stop by and some other people stop by, but Joni's like way in the background, like ignoring Richie, which doesn't seem very Joni-like, but could be very Joni-like if she's um uh maybe there's a boy she's trying to impress or 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 uh maybe the the whole feel the school, the verve of it, I don't know. But she should have known her her brother. Her brother does a lot of stuff, but but if he hasn't played, yeah, I already said. I already said it. But yeah, so so you see Joni as the cheerleader. I'm, I'm guessing she got promoted up to varsity because they couldn't get enough 
Um, basketball cheerleaders, that's my guess. She seems very she seems very good to me. Um, the other two seem great. They seem like a good threesome. Uh, and, but like I said, it's weird because Joni does look like she is um, Joni does look like she is the head and when the other gals all kind of turn around and go back to their seats Joni kind of lets the others go by her but she doesn't let the others go by her like oh please yes I'll let you go by she more or less like okay you go you go kind of thing so maybe she is that maybe that is her first time on varsity with the way mr c yells at her i'm gonna stop talking about this episode right now so next up is marion rebels or marion rebels marion rebel rebel rubles so in this one uh marion is uh not happy being a housewife and howard is being kind of a jackass and she ends up um taking a job at arnold's and um of course she you know, crimping the guy's style here and there, having your mom be your waitress. Plus, they're also like, she's saying you should eat healthier and getting in trouble with, um, you know, causes some trouble with people's orders and um, and things like that. Eventually, they have to find a way to fire Miss C. I'm Sunshine. I'm looking for a man. I'm Arkansas, and I'm looking for a tall man. I'm Bambi, and men look for me. I'm Anthony. I'm just looking. So Marion gets an episode to herself. Sort of. Not really. It's actually more to the guys complaining about her. Dixie Brown Grossman. That's a fun name. That's the writer of this episode. Yeah, so the episode begins with some sort of um, Avon lady makeup type thing and um, Joni wanting to try on uh, some dark uh, red lipstick to look more adult. And then Mr. C gets pissed off because he's got his... He comes home and he wants his dinner and he was going to the lodge meeting and then there's the argument and she's going to go out and get a job but she can't type and she went to school for, I think she said, archaeology? And she, she, they say she, she tried out for like 40 different jobs and wound up getting a job as a waitress in Arnold's. I'm not, um, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I guess she answered his ad for a, for a waitress and that's, um, you know, it's funny, pretty much this season, it doesn't look like there's been, there've been waitresses in Arnold's. It looks like Al just, um, I keep calling him Arnold. It looks like Al just, um, takes care of everything himself, doesn't it? I don't know. The good stuff in this episode. It is nice to see Marion uh, out of the house. Um, it uh, there's a funny scene in the men's room where Joni, uh, where they're all uh, Fonz calls a meeting with everyone to try to get Mrs. C fired, and Joni joins them, which is pretty funny. Um, there's some fun moments where Mr. And Mrs. C are spelling um, out words, and and Richie and Joni know that that means they're either uh, what is it? They're either fighting or frisky. Um, there's a bit where Mr. C is complaining about all these women in the house when he comes home from work and just filled with people he doesn't know and then this lady with like a cold cream mask on her face comes down and kind of just stares at them um, the Fonz uh, the Fonz doesn't do a lot in this episode um, he doesn't kind of save it a bit like he does the last one with having actually funny lines um, this one it was like it's 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 odd. So if if the sort of the structure of the last one bothered me, this one kind of bugs me because I don't get the point of it. I, I guess the last one is is like that too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna invoke something now, and I don't have a name for it yet. But there are a lot of episodes of the show around 250. 
And what that means is that when we get to the end, there are going to be some things we look back fondly on. There will going to be some things we don't look back fondly on. There are going to be some things we forget. But there will be moments, there will be points like... Um, uh, I can't think of any right now, but I know there will be moments where it's like maybe in a hundred episodes from now, you know, or something will go, oh, this, do you remember? Oh, uh, I think like Chachi plays basketball a lot. I think, oh, Chachi's playing basketball here. You know, that reminds me, remember when Richie played basketball and he did that, you know, or, you know, um, Joni's getting her first job. Do you remember when, you know, Mrs. C got the job at Arnold's or something like that? I don't know what we'll call these episodes like this one and the previous one. Like, reference back back reference episodes i don't know what they are because neither of them are i don't think particularly good um uh this one um i mean uh, i i mean i understand marion is you know uh you know richie's about to uh well richie's in high she says well richie's a senior and Joni's starting high school um which is an odd thing to say because richie graduates two episodes three episodes technically but richie graduates in three episodes from high school and Joni, we already saw she was a cheerleader in high school in the last episode now this could be a this could be a production order thing this episode may have been much earlier in the season or something but um but yeah like at this point in the season we're we're sort of we're in spring you know we're we're past christmas we had all that you know, and if this is like late, uh, if this is like spring of 59 and they're about to graduate, then Joni hasn't just started high school unless they have some weird way that they have kids start high school in Milwaukee. I don't know. But it's it's just strange to me. Isn't that a weird thing to sort of say? I was trying to think of an example. And the only ones I can think of are dumb ones. Some things like if you, you know, if you, if you're watching Star Wars with someone, you get to the original. And you get to say the last fifteen minutes, and you say, and someone says, like, "So how's the movie going?" You know, oh, oh, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Luke and everyone they're about to attack the Death Star, and Han Solo just showed up with Chewbacca. They look like they're fun. You know, well, no, no, that's you, you got the timeline wrong. <laughs> Han Solo showed up like an hour before that, or or even more before that, and it's it doesn't make any sense. It's like um, it's 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 like Richie's a senior now. And Joni's entering high school is something you say at the beginning of the year. At the end of the year, it's it's, it's funny. I, I guess it would be, she, what she should say is, in the context of the show, says we've already seen Joni in high school, and Richie's graduating in two or three episodes. She should say something like, well, you know, Richie's about to graduate from high school, and Joni's in high school now, and, you know, just, you know, something like that. But the way she says it is... I mean, I could go on about it for ages. I wish I had a better example. Give me a second. I know it just feels... It would be like if it was like midday Christmas Eve and someone asked, how are you doing? And you said, well, you know, you know how it is. It's the Christmas season and, you know, Thanksgiving's here, you know, or something. I, I can't even think of one because it's such a weird thing to say. I mean, I can understand maybe she's flustered is what it is, but... um Obviously, I mean, I think that's something she's probably been thinking about for a long time. And to say it like that just doesn't make sense. Um, which kind of... And, and then her getting the job... Uh, I mean, that, that's... I guess I guess I understand, like, she... There were, like, four... What was it? They said she could be, like, a like a, someone giving out samples in, like, a department store, or like a supermarket or something, or she could walk dogs, or somehow she could be a waitress at a restaurant... Um, I mean, I would think she would have wanted to go 
maybe try the the you know giving out samples or whatever or whatever doing whatever at a, a department store rather than going to the it, it just seems strange that she goes to she it, it just just the way the way she handles it here's here's the thing i mean i really when i think about this episode i will hopefully just think about this in context of maybe a later episode or maybe is there another one where mrs c gets a job I don't know, but I, I just, I, I really don't have anything on this one. I mean, there, there's just something about, like, when Mrs. C gets the job, Richie and Potsy immediately um, are like, oh, money, oh, trouble at home, are, they, are your parents separating, oh, are you having money trouble? And, and they kind of, and a lot of this is Potsy talking? Potsy's gradually become an idiot over the course of the show. Why, why would anything... <laughs> Potsy say mean anything to anyone it's it's just it's just it's just weird and and it's like it's kind of the second episode in a row where Potsy and Ralph have nothing to do and if I can remember what the episode before this was they had more to do in the previous the book of records one but the, this is two episodes in a row where Potsy and Ralph have nothing to do Lafonz doesn't have much to do like I said this is ostensibly about Mrs. C but why did Al hire her I don't understand. I mean, because immediately she's out there telling the kids, no, no, you don't want to get that. You know, you should get some vegetables or you should, it's your dinner time. You shouldn't be eating that. What? Where does she think she's working? I don't understand. She said she she tried to get, what, 40 jobs. And now she has this one and she's a waitress at like a burger joint. But she's telling everyone at the burger joint not to get the food. And she actually calls it garbage at one point. What is she doing there? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, this isn't like Maud. She's not going to take over the place. This is this is Mrs. C. You know, and, and everyone's misunderstanding why she's there. She doesn't seem to know why she's there. Her purpose is to take the orders and bring the orders, not to, to you know, judge. I mean, I could see her doing that with possibly with Richie and Joni. Um, but everyone else, even, even like Ralph and Potsy and the Fonz, uh, Ralph and the Potsy, did I say the Potsy? Ralph, Potsy, and the Fonz, that doesn't, it it does it it doesn't make sense. I mean I don't know if it's like you know sp- she she spent like twenty years, if we include Chuck, like just at home raising the children. Now that she's out sort of in the world doing a real job again for the first time in two decades, um, remembering that that would have been in the late thirties. Um, maybe she she just isn't up for it or something. But there, it's 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 one of those like sitcom conceits where like someone is given something to do. And they're clearly either incompetent at it or doing it completely wrong. And if you go sort of whole hog with it and go like a slapstick route or something like that, I mean, maybe it would be interesting. But you have to remember that two episodes ago, we had Fonzie's incompetent cousin being an incompetent waiter. And now we have Mrs. C being a incompetent in her own way. We never. I don't, do, do we ever actually see her bring anyone food? What is she, I, what does she think she's doing there? I I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna. I, I should wrap it up. I don't. Um. I I just don't. The, the, you know, this this will be I, maybe a statistics episode. You know, some episodes touch your heart. Some episodes just stink. Some episodes are fun. Some episodes are funny. And then some are just statistic episodes. So if I get to the end and someone says to me, what about Mrs. C? She was never a liberated character. You know, she never went out and got a job. No, 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 she did get a job in uh, Marion Rebels 
or rebels. I like I prefer my my um, pronunciation of it. Um, yes, she did go out and get a job in that, and it didn't go well. You know, and her and Mrs. Mr. C make up in the end, and they're going to get frisky, but the kids come home for lunch, and how does everyone come home for lunch at the same time? That that that's I. I it's it's weird because the, the 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 conceit behind the final scene is Mrs. C has now you know she teaches piano lessons. And now she's signed up for a music class so she can learn more about the craft and hopefully do more of the beginner's lessons. Um, you would It's weird because Mr. C points out when she did, she said she wants to get a job, she says, you teach piano lessons. And she says, well, that's just beginner. You know, I can't, I need to take classes, whatever, to teach, go beyond that. Well, then do that. If that's what you like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. You know, like, I don't get it. Like, if, if, if I was like, if I was like writing for something and not not making enough money to to get by you know because i wanted that's what i want to do I, i'd love to be able to make my living doing my writing i don't think it's ever going to happen sadly but i i'm not going to stop pushing but it would be like if if i you know it, it doesn't make sense like dan why do you want to go out and get a job you know you you take care of the house and you do the writing for this site and you make a you know you make some money well in order to really make a lot of money doing the writing i need to take this class so instead i'm going to take this part of my friend's shitty job that i don't like and i don't do well instead you know mr c is saying to her in the beginning hey you do this job do it do whatever you need to do and do it do it better do it to the best of your abilities do do what you like doing instead she goes out and gets all these goes after all this crap that she doesn't want to do and it doesn't make sense to me i mean it doesn't make sense i mean uh, one of the downfalls of 70s late 60s early 70s sitcoms i uh, or 70s sitcoms i think are uh, when they 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 sort of confront the women's lib thing i mean look at that the, the, there's that brady bunch episode that they used to not syndicate because it was so bad and generally when you get to like women's lib in a 70s sitcom well this is written by a woman here with this one but doesn't actually seem to um but it could have been written by anyone it could have been written by anyone it doesn't feel like it was written by a woman but most of these episodes are written by like just random guys who've been writing you know sitcom scripts for 10 15 years and are just just parroting back things not and you don't get the feeling that they believe any of, of what they're saying about the women's lib or anything and um this episode if this episode was hilarious it would be one yeah one for the books a good one but it's just kind of blah there's something about the fawns the fawns being there's something yeah there's something about the fawns i don't like this and that's that like everyone is kind of put off by the way mrs c is doing her thing but then when the Fonz gets put off by it, he calls the meeting and basically says, she's got to be fired, Cunningham, you do it. Now, why would Richie be doing it? I know Elle says, well, I'm not good at the firing. And, you know, but the Fonz is the one who wants her fired. Well, everyone sort of does, but he's the one who says, we need her fired. Elle's the one who should be fired, and somehow Richie is the one who does it. I don't understand that. And it's a slightly awkward scene, and I, I can't say that I particularly like it. They're making Miss C cry like that, but they're... It's like you. It's it's tricky because you know if if you if you want to you know confront like the fact that Mrs. C is like lonely and she's bored and she needs to get out and do something, write a better episode. Do a better episode that does that. Don't do this half-assed 
junk in here. This is this is. I mean, this this. I don't I don't know. Like like Arnold's is becoming the land of the half-assed. Like in the last episode with that lame kidnapping, you know. In this episode with Mrs. C in there, I. I said there are a couple of moments, but most of it's like, okay, I know exactly where this is going, and this had better be hilarious. No, no, it's not hilarious. And and what does she think she's doing? I don't know. Why did Al hire her? I mean, is there is? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. This 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 um, it's 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 funny because the previous uh, I, I the first time I watched these through, I liked this one more than the previous one. Uh, this time I don't really like either of them. I'm sorry about that. Um, like I said, we'll chalk them down as statistic episodes. Um, Shot in the Dark will forever be known as Richie plays basketball and becomes a hero for a week. This one will be Mrs. C takes does a shift as a waitress at Arnold's. And that will be it. We'll just jot, the, jot those down. You know, so when we get to the end of the series, like I said, if someone comes up to me and mentions something, I can say, no, 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 that happened. Hopefully, don't say was it a good episode because I won't be able to respond in kind. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna stop with this because we got one more episode to cover here, the third anniversary show, which was February fourth, nineteen seventy-seven. It's Bob Bruner and Arthur Silver were the main writers. This is a clip show, so it also has like thirty other writers listed. And the premise behind this one is that Mr. C forgot it was their anniversary. He's taking Mrs. C bowling, or they're doing their bowling night. And while they're gone, everyone's going to set up the house or the living room, dining room area for a big party. And um, and they are getting going to get a visit. Uh, well, a very special visitor will be arriving shortly. But that's that's the third anniversary show. Let me play you a little something, and then I will come back and talk about it. I'm looking for a man. I'm Arkansas, and I'm looking for a tall man. I'm Bambi, and men look for me. I'm Anthony. I'm just looking. The wraparound material in this, in the previous uh, clip show, it was all um, uh, in Arnold's. This one is all in the living room, dining room, kitchen area set. Uh, it doesn't have the Happy Day second anniversary show, like video title with the guy, the variety show guy's voice in this. This treats it, this acts more like just a regular episode of the show that happens to have a series of clips and things going on in it. Um, and I mean, it's okay. It doesn't. Um, it's weird. It, do, it doesn't make a terrible amount of sense. And I, I am sort of watching it too, trying to figure out. Like, I mean, I'm. I am imagining that this episode was probably done on video, like the previous one. But it doesn't look like it. You know, I in in the in the previous one, you could you could tell from the video title card and some of the wipes and optical effects and just the look of it that. Um, the the stuff in Arnold's was shot on film, then transferred to video, and then the editing was just done from Video Masters. This doesn't. This this actually looks pretty darn good. I mean, the the quality of the second anniversary show on the third season set isn't good. It looks like an old Video Master, but this looks this looks actually pretty good. And I'm, I mean, I'm wondering if I'm wondering if they they did the 
the second anniversary show as they were rising in the ratings. They thought, let's just put something together. And then maybe the network said, well, we want you to do another one. So they thought, well, we might not be able to add that first one to the syndication list because it looks so crappy, but maybe we can do this one the way we do a normal episode and you know and not draw attention to the anniversary aspect of it and and add it to our syndication so when we we can get to 100 quicker i don't know i'm making this up but it is weird that the previous anniversary show was done post production was done on video and this one it could have been i mean it could be i mean it could be it doesn't look like it though it it really doesn't look like it uh because it's not the, there there aren't a lot of um let, let me just check this how does it <sighs> there are a lot of um the iris iris in and iris out optical effects jeez and it doesn't it doesn't look like video to me it looks like it's it's optical printer film optical printer effect gosh i bet i'm wrong i bet this is on video but but it looks good i mean if this was like the second anniversary show, it would only be available on an old video master. And so you wouldn't be able to high def it. So it would look significantly different. But this episode, forget me, I mean, watch it. Does it look, it doesn't look significantly different from the episodes around it. Weird. Okay, I could, I could be horribly wrong, but um, I'm going to go under the theory that maybe just because the show was number one and was so hugely popular that... Um, they were told to just give them a give the network a less cheap looking presentation the the actual wraparound material is fine it doesn't make sense to me because mr and mrs c are going out on their bowling night and mr c has called fonzie and potsy and richie and and Joni and 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 ralph to all come over and decorate the house and have it all set up for a big anniversary party and uh richie and Joni are making a look a little photo album with all sorts of uh, photos in it that trigger clip ideas and things um so that maybe don't make that much sense but that's one of the things with clip shows is you gotta you gotta throw throw logic out the window and and what what might be on a photo that they might like look at this photo and then it cuts to a clip and you're like how's that on a photo it it does confuse me because when my parents used to go bowling now this is this is say 59 my parents go when they would go bowling in the 80s it was usually like a friday night or usually a saturday night and they'd go at six in the evening or so six six thirty and they wouldn't get back to like 11 or 12 so i'm not sure if this anniversary party is meant to take place that late it's already very dark out when they leave um, and there is some fun goofing around with people who keep showing up the door with balloons and stuff, and Mr. C has to close the door in their faces. But it does mean that um, every time they go to a door and Mr. C opens the door, Mrs. C, at the exact moment the door opens, has to turn around and wave to everyone again who's inside the house so she can't see who's at the door. Now, it gets stilted about the third time you get to it. But um, but it's it's, I mean... It, it's a clip show. It's it. Th- this episode has two purposes. It is a clip show. I mean, it's shown it's shown off day. I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday. This is shown what on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. This was shown on a Friday, um, so it's shown on an off day, probably Friday at like eight p.m. Like a little special to welcome you into the weekend, a little extra, extra episode of the show. I, I'm I'm guessing that's my my thought, and I'm I'm standing by that, and. Um, 
It is weird that it doesn't mention the anniversary, like, just because it is shown on an off day. Because um, there will be, I mean, the next episode will be four days after this. So that means, yeah, in the space of the eight days, you get three episodes, three new episodes. It's, 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 the, 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 the framing material is fine. It's got enough funny stuff going on. And like I said, it doesn't make complete sense time-wise. I mean, just the fact that it seems to be so late in the day. And if it is their anniversary, wouldn't Mrs. C, like, have already been kind of cheesed off? That, I can't believe I forgot the anniversary. We're going bowling for the next three or four hours. You de- decorate the house, and when we get back close to midnight, we'll have an anniversary party. Surely it should have been mentioned already that there was an anniversary going on. It, se- it seems half-assed to me. It seems like they could have come up with something better than that. You know, th- just the thought that um, no one's going to mention the anniversary and the kids didn't mention the anniversary or anything i don't know so that so let's not think about that too much what i would like to do is like i said this is this clip show and this is this is the introduction of the uh character of nancy blansky who is howard's cousin and who will be the main character of gary marshall's new sitcom blansky's beauties which i believe premieres like three days after this, and has a it's a mid season show has a thirteen episode run. We'll talk briefly about Blansky's Beauties. I've seen one episode of Blansky's Beauties, the first one, about five or six years ago. It's it's not I didn't like it. <laughs> so so and as as far as sort of tenuous spinoffs of Happy Days go, I prefer to find the episodes of Out of the Blue, if I can be honest. Because well, we'll talk. Well, let, let's go. I'm going to go through the clips first. And I've already told you what I thought of the episode. It's the framing materials is decent, um, and then we'll go through the clips, and then we'll talk about Blansky's beauties quickly, and hopefully we can get this done in about ten minutes, so I can keep this episode to an hour. Who knows? Who knows? But let's let's just dive through the clips real quick. Now, generally, there are a lot of clips sort of flying into one another here. The the weird ass thing about the first clip, oh, which has one of those spiral wipe reveal things. The first clip is from the previous episode. So anyone watching the show on Tuesday, four days later on Friday, would have seen the clip of Marion slamming all the food down on the kitchen table as um, Howard's wearing a wet fez. Which makes me think that Marion Rebels is um, was made much earlier in the production scheme of things. I mean, why would you have... Th- why would you show a clip from an episode that literally aired 72 hours ago? when you're i mean how many episodes are we into the show i mean at this point we're something like 75 80 episodes in why on earth would you do that it makes no sense but that's the first clip we see which is really weird maybe they're making a joke i don't know but i'm just going to make a pass through real quick so everyone leaves and we get the shenanigans with the fawn showing up at the door and ralph and potsy and everything like that and you know let's let's talk about oh oh there's some there's some clips of potsy being friends with mr c but Potsy isn't being served well by this season, is he? Um, he uh, he re- he really isn't. He has made a lot of t- amusing jokes about terrible things that his parents have done to him. But there gets a point where, like, he's either dumb or he's making a comment about how terrible his parents, especially his dad, treats him. And eventually that's going to come out seeming sad. So they begin to sort through photos. And they actually cut to, I think it's the first season, it's the episode with... um. 
jeez, the woman from Soap is Judy Canova. Is her that her name? I forget her name. The Statue of Liberty episode where they go to the um, they go to the um, the the costume party and and Richie's on the blind date and he goes with the gal who's so much taller than him from the first season. So uh, so there's a little first season clip and this is about how well Richie's doing with gals and then we get the clip with the um, the Christmas model you know the hardware uh, gal you know that Richie um, that does all the poses for Richie in her little overall short shorts and then we get that rather annoying gal whose dad was the army guy navy guy or whatever uh, when Richie pretends like Fonzie's apartment is his. I could give you the names of these episodes, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that interesting. If you've been listening along with me, you you know the episodes I'm talking about, even if you don't know the titles. And then and then we get a very early. No, it's second season, where um the episode where Joni goes on the date with Spike, which is more about Joni and Spike getting lost, where Mrs. C tries to have the the sex talk with Joni, and boy, Joni is tiny in this episode i feel bad now that um earlier on the episode i was saying how nice she looked as a cheerleader because again you know not pervenant um but but because she's she's really tiny in this episode here i take everything i said back uh we get um fonzie roller skating uh which is very funny we get we get like snippets of fonzie roller skating not the whole scene but snippets of it and then uh, what else do we have? Oh, oh, the scene where uh, they tie Fonzie up because Ralph has destroyed his bike. And then, oh, and yeah, and Al shows up and they have the scene with the liver. The Fonz and Richie and the liver that the Fonz is scared of. They have the scene where the Fonz is going to eat. He eats the liver at the end of the Thanksgiving episode. A lot of that, a lot of that episode. And then, um... And then, then we have the halfway point in the episode, and then when it returns, they're back from bowling, and everyone is there, and the place is set up, and it looks really nice. I don't know how long they go bowling. Do they only do one game or something? Are they on, like, the bowling game? They do, like, four frames each. So they show up, and the party starts, and now we're all waiting for Nancy to show up, and uh, they give their parents a fish, and it's hilarious, and then we're going on. And then we get... Oh, it's weird. They have the... Uh, yeah, they show the clip from the end of Fearless Fonzarelli, or part one, start of... Fonzarelli Part Two, where where the Fonz leaps through the air and crashes into the um, uh, Arnold Chicken Stand, and then and then the Fonz finally gets up after being on the couch for like ages and stumbles around. Uh, then we get the scene with um, uh, the pregnant lady showing up to meet the Fonz. We get Richie doing some "I Found My Thrills," um, sort of an "I Found My Thrill" um, montage, and then Nancy Blansky shows up, and it's Nancy Walker. And she's been on Macmillan and Wife, right? I think for the first half of the um, the uh, seventy. Was she doing the? She, what what commercials was it she used to do? Was it the Bounty Quicker Picker Upper? Which 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 ones was she? And that's that's kind of where I know her from. And directing Can't Stop the Music. Did she direct Can't Stop the Music? I think that's more or less the end of the clips. And she shows up, and she's oh no, they get you see Fonzie and uh, you see Potsy and Ralph singing some songs. And you see Mr. and Mrs. C, you see Mr. C and Fonzie dancing, and then you see um, Fonzie doing his Russian dance where he beats Charlene Tilton in the dancing contest. Take that, Tilton! Nancy Blansky and, and Mr. C engage in, like, do a musical number um, where they go way out on the edge of the set over on the left to a, uh, and they pass, they almost pass an armchair which shouldn't be there. 
it should be either in the wall or on the other side of the wall. I'm not going to go crazy on that. You know what I'm talking about. when Because they have to do like a thing where they back up. Da, 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 and, and so they go all the way over to the left, the four, the left-hand front corner of the living room. And there's a point there where you can sort of see that's where the wall should be. But then there's a, like a nook with another armchair. So there's like, it, 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 it's, it's, it's ridiculous because there's like, and I'm just, I'm just going to go back real quick just to see how we do Yeah, it's like because the piano is now where the armchair was and the armchair is in a space where it shouldn't be. And in fact, on the ground as they're dancing around, I think I see a piece of gaffer tape. Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. 20th anniversary, by the way, for um, for them. And yeah, that's and that, that, that like musical number scene is... Well, I guess I guess it's time to start talking um, Blansky's Beauties, huh? So Blansky's Beauties premiered. I'm sorry, for some reason I got very um, uh, congested as I was talking about this episode. But, but Blansky's Beauties begins uh, February 12th. So it yeah oh okay well it begins a begins a little ways after after this episode ran for 13 episodes, and it, and I guess it is a spinoff. I, oh, even even I'm looking at Wikipedia right here. It says ostensible spinoff. That's that's what I was going to say, or maybe I had already said that. But ostensibly, it's a spinoff because she appears here. But the problem is obviously that um, Happy Days at this point, to me, as I've said, Happy Days. I think we're we're right now we're in the spring of '59, possibly the spring of '60, but definitely I think the spring of '59. I think they would have made a point that they were in the '60s for a show that was so grounded in the '50s. I think they would have made a point of that. But but the problem is that when Blansky's Beauties begins, what 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 uh, da, 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 like eight days later, it's very specifically set in present day 1977. But the weird ass thing about it is it is the same character. Nancy's the same character, and apparently she's 18 years older, but she looks exactly the same. And um, uh, and the first episode features Pinky, Pinky Tuscadero is in it looking exactly the same as she did there is a um a character on there who's supposed to be um uh carmine from laverne and shirley's cousin joey what played by eddie mecca the same guy who played um uh is, i hope that's how you pronounce his name same guy who played carmine and he has he has a he and he has a character also on there anthony deluca played by scott bayo who um scott will um play a very important part in happy days but not just yet and also in blancy's booties there's a character sunshine uh, was it ethel sunshine Acalino, um who we've seen already in the show in the uh, uh the 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 time capsule one played by linda goodfriend and she is going to obviously be Lori beth starting in the next season right after the jump the shark episode and arnold for heaven's sake arnold pat marita appears in this too so it's this it's this weird ass it, I mean folks have pointed out that there are moments in happy days now where it just seems to be it's almost just lip music to yeah we're the 50s so much of it could be the 70s too so much of it could be modern day you know um like like some of the magazines they're reading or books they're reading or, or boxes of cereal or, or little bits and bobs here and there little references like the lifesaver reference um at the last joke of the um shot in the dark episode which the crowd pees their pants over and i've never thought it was that funny where there's a lifesaver you can look it up but the lifesaver reference was from the 70s and it gets so it gets so weird for a for a show that um is 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 ostensibly again a set in, in the late 50s at this point that there are times it really really goes out of its way um to almost seem like it's supposed to be set in the mid 70s 
and Blansky's Beauties is set in the mid-70s, although we meet the character for the first time here. I mean, that's kind of weird, though, if you think about it. If, if it is actually meant to be like a, a jump in time there, we're seeing Nancy Blansky here, circa 1959, and then when we see her in the first episode of Blansky's Beauties, she is 18 years older? That could be. I haven't watched enough of the show. Pinky doesn't look like she's aged at all. And, you know, um, you know the Carmine-type character hasn't either, and Arnold hasn't either. So it's very confusing. And maybe it was so confusing, that's why they canceled it, because it only lasted 13 episodes. I haven't watched enough of it to know, nor do I really care to. So... Yeah, this is this is the you know this is not only the clip sh- uh, second clip show, but this is also the um, you know spinoff setup for Blansky's Beauties. I honestly can't think that anyone would have really cared at that time, because Pinky on that first episode, but she's been gone for a while now. Arnold coming back, but he's been gone for a while now. I don't know. It's just weird. And I will just say like um, you know Nancy Walker's fine, but I just find the Nancy w- once she shows up. She shows up about three quarters of the way into the episode, I would say about 17 or so minutes in from just her character and her character isn't particularly funny. And that dance, little dance sequence she does with Howard seems so out of character for Mr. C. It's just, it's frankly annoying and I want it to end. Luckily, this isn't a Blansky's Beauties uh, podcast. I don't know who's doing the beauty cast, the Blansky cast. I don't know what you're calling calling it, but whoever's going to take up the Blansky cast um, mantle, now's the time, because I ain't doing it. So that was this episode, folks. We covered three. We have, um, what do we have? We have eight more episodes in this season, correct, Amundo? I believe so. And so the next episode will be a big one. The Graduation Part 1 and The Graduation Part 2. Oh boy. So let's see uh, let's see how that one goes. I'm hoping it will be better than the last four episodes, which I haven't been enamored of. The show has kind of gotten itself into a we're really very popular and we don't really seem to be trying that hard groove. Um, so I'm hoping these will change that. Eh. Sorry if I was a bit negative in this one. Folks, sometimes that's going to happen. That's going to happen. So, And I'm hoping I keep this episode to a decent length. And I'm going to uh, start now by playing you this. Good night. I'm Sunshine. I'm looking for a man. I'm Arkansas. And I'm looking for a tall man. I'm Bambi. And men look for me. I'm Anthony. I'm just looking. <laughs> Fame is the fortune. 